Hey, this is Dr. Marisa, women's hormone expert, author, and the host of the Essentially You podcast. And today, I'm going to help you navigate Starbucks without ending up on a crazy blood sugar roller coaster. So last spring, when I first put on a continuous glucose monitor to track my blood sugar in real time, my little family of three were driving to my mom's house about an hour and a half away, and it was crazy hot for an April day. So Alex and I thought it would be a great idea to stop at Starbucks close to her house and see if we could order a Frappuccino without sugar. Since neither of us had had one in over 10 years, but because it was so hot, we wanted something like that without the sugar implication. So we basically wanted two small unsweetened almond milk lattes made into Frappuccinos. So the barista puts in the order, and when we get it, we notice that it tastes pretty sweet. So we asked, did you put anything in it? And the girl said that she added one pump of the espresso blend per the recipe, but she claimed that it had no sugar in it. So we left, and when I got to my mom's house, we actually gave my mom the other frappuccino because it was just too sweet. And we obviously knew there was sugar in it. And about 30 minutes later, I ended up scanning my continuous glucose monitor because I was super curious to see what was going to happen as a result of drinking half of that frappuccino. And I saw the biggest blood sugar spike I had ever experienced. It was 158 milligrams per deciliter, and it was in the diabetic range. Until this day, I have not had another spike that large. Just from drinking a half of a small frappuccino, with one pump of the espresso blend, which by the way, is a syrup as I later learned. And the reason why I'm sharing this is that, you know, it doesn't take a lot to make a big difference in our blood sugar response. Like this is a small drink, one pump of sugar, but that's the reason why it's so insidious is that when we consume liquid sugars, it's gonna hit the bloodstream so fast and most likely we're gonna see a major blood sugar response, AKA a spike. So I just wanna just speak into that because it was such an aha moment for me when I make any choices around an ice cream or a drink or even maybe a glass of wine or a glass of champagne on a really special occasion. Just thinking about the response it has on my body, not only the alcohol itself, but also the sugar content and how quickly those types of drinks, especially as we navigate into the holidays, how they can have a major impact on our blood sugar. Now, one thing's for sure, when you need a quick caffeine hit or a snack, chances are there is a Starbucks or multiple Starbucks nearby that you can quickly mobile order on your way to your next meeting or your event. And one of the things I love about Starbucks is the mobile ordering experience, especially when I'm on my way to take Kingston to the beach or to the zoo. I pull up, I grab my venti green iced tea, I take off iced tea in hand. So simple, honestly, a little too easy. Now the downside, most of the menu is a metabolic nightmare. Starbucks offers a long list of sexy coffee drinks and teas, plus seasonal drinks and snacks. And unfortunately, most of these are loaded with a lot of added sugar and refined carbs that will spike your blood sugar. Even the low carb food options contain highly processed ingredients that may impair your metabolic health. Now, just yesterday, I was picking up an Americano with a splash of almond milk on our way to the San Diego Zoo bubble party. And I glanced at the array of other drinks getting ready to get picked up. And I saw all kinds of frappuccinos and refreshers and apple crisp lattes with tons of caramel. And one drink was so much caramel, I wasn't even sure how you drink it. It definitely required a spoon. So if you find yourself at a Starbucks, like I do once or twice a week, 
Here are a few options that you can choose to sidestep the landmines to try to give you some real nutrition and caffeine, or maybe not, without a huge blood sugar spike and crash. So here's how to customize a drink and select a snack that can support your health goals. Now, while caffeine intake has been linked to impaired glucose metabolism and an insulin response in the short run, long-term coffee consumption has been shown to decrease the risk of developing type 2 diabetes and other metabolic issues, making black coffee a solid Starbucks drink option for when you go there. Now, if you're a decaf person, the same effects apply if you prefer not to have caffeine. However, most Starbucks signature drinks contain a lot of added sugar in various forms, whether it's sweetened milks or milk alternatives, flavored syrups, even foams, fruit tea beverages that contain very little actual fruit, mostly just juice and sugar. And some seemingly healthy drinks can pack some major added sugar. So for instance, a grande, which is a 16 ounce chai tea latte contains 42 grams, the equivalent of 10 teaspoons of sugar. Ouch. So what I want to share is a four-step process to getting healthier at Starbucks. Step number one, start with a simple beverage. This is what I do. So choose a drink with no added sugars as your base. So a hot black coffee or espresso like an Americano, an unsweetened iced coffee, a hot tea, or an iced tea. Now, if you're craving coffee, like I do, <laughs> this is what I end up ordering. I order an unsweetened hot or iced coffee or an Americano, which is just espresso plus water. And when I add that, sometimes I add a little bit of unsweetened almond milk. I make sure that there is no added sugar, no added pumps, no added whatever milks that are going to have sugar contained in it because we know that even a few pumps of classic syrup added to your hot coffee or added to your latte is going to stack 20 grams of sugar to that grande which is pretty crazy right it doesn't take a lot to to do some damage and that 20 grams man when it hits the bloodstream is definitely going to spike your blood sugar now if you're looking for a refreshing drink that isn't coffee which during the summer, that is very much the case for me. To avoid sugary syrups and add-ons, choose the iced black tea or the iced green tea, which is my absolute favorite, or the iced passion tea. So all of these are served unsweetened with zero calories and zero grams of sugar. Now make sure when you order these, order an iced green tea without sugar or without syrup. So I'm always very, very clear because as a default for some Starbucks, they will put sugar in it, just a heads up. And man, it is a difference maker. You order a green iced tea without sugar and then a green iced tea with sugar, they are like night and day. They, they taste so different. You will know immediately if there's sugar in there. Now, the other iced teas that they have and the refresher drinks like the mango dragon fruit or the strawberry asahi drink, which, by the way, are gorgeous looking drinks, right? They're fuchsia, they're pink, they're sparkly, like yellow, they're pineapple refresher. I mean, they're gorgeous and they've got really pretty fruit stuff in them, but they contain a gang of sweeteners and fruit juices that add a lot of sugar. So just a heads up, as healthy as those drinks might look, they are stacking 15 plus grams of sugar in a typical grande. Second step, customize wisely. So naturally, you're going to want to skip the syrups, the honey blends, the cane syrup, the other sugar-based ingredients that are going to elevate your blood sugar. 
Don't be fooled by the promise of sugar-free syrups either, right? No sugar-free vanilla latte because these are going to contain artificial sweeteners like sucralose, aka Splenda, which are going to have a negative impact on your metabolic health over time. Number three, mind your milk choice. This is a big one. So just a heads up, straight dairy, so milk milk, is going to prompt an insulin release. Now, while this may stave off a glucose spike from your latte, it can also negatively affect insulin sensitivity over time. And as for milk alternatives, which a lot of people are doing these days, including myself, I haven't had milk in well over a decade, except for when I've gone to Italy because they don't do milk alternatives in Italy. <laughs> I just got back from Italy a couple of days ago. I drank a ton of Americanos because I don't typically drink milk and they don't have other options, just a heads up. And so when you're looking at milk alternatives, some of them may contain added sugar. Honestly, this is any coffee shop that contains milk alternatives. Oftentimes these have added sugar. And so one of the things that Alex and I do, we're ordering a almond milk cappuccino or an almond milk latte or an Americana with almond milk. We ask, you know, is your almond milk unsweetened or is your cashew milk unsweetened? And even if they're, if they're not sure, we definitely want to look at the box. If they're like, uh, I don't know, we always ask to see the container because more often than not, I cannot tell you, the almond milk, the cashew milk, whatever it is, has seven to eight grams of added sugar per serving. And that adds up. Like those hidden sugars are going to sneak up and bite you in the booty. Now, oat milk is a super popular one, especially at Starbucks right now. They've got the oat milk apple crisp. They've got the oat milk pumping latte. They've got the oat milk cold brew. And here's the thing about most oat milks on the market is they're not healthy and they've got a lot of sugar. I mean, it's made from oats. It's made from a, you know, what I consider to be a processed grain. And so it's super important to be looking at this. Even the unsweetened variety is known to spike glucose levels. So I just recommend skipping it. Like, when it comes to Starbucks, a splash of unsweetened almond milk is the safest bet because it has no sugar content and it's most likely not going to spike your blood sugar at all. Now, I have worn a continuous glucose monitor probably for a year over the past year and a half and I've had a lot of almond milk Americanos or I've had a lot of almond milk cappuccinos at Starbucks, especially when our espresso machine broke a couple months ago. And none of those times in all the times that I've had a continuous glucose monitor, have I seen a blood sugar response from drinking an unsweetened almond milk latte. So just something to think about. That's the one milk substitute that I think Starbucks makes that does not have a sweetener in it. Step four, prioritize protein. So this has to do with the snacks. So if you're hungry, choose something high in protein to support more stable blood glucose levels. So I would consider the classic almonds or a grain-free snack option available in the protein boxes, such as hard-boiled eggs. So note that in the protein boxes, there are some really great non-carb items, but the high-carb items, I would recommend throwing away or giving to somebody else. And also be mindful that the peanut butter in the protein boxes contain honey and cane sugar. Basically, it's just sugar. And if you're really starving, the egg bites do provide 12 to 19 grams of protein and only 9 to 11 grams of carbs. But they also have grains and dairy and refined oils and other processed ingredients that you may want to avoid. Just something to think about. So there you have it. I know it's not as sexy as you hoped, but you can navigate Starbucks without raising your blood sugar into the diabetic range. You just have to keep it simple. You got to avoid the sugars, you got to avoid the syrups, and you got to avoid the milks that may have added sugar in them. 
and just, you know, this may take a minute to adjust. I know right now pumpkin spice lattes and the mochas, all the things, the holiday drinks are about to come in. And let me tell you, they're all loaded with sugar. So what I'd recommend if you are obsessed with the pumpkin spice latte or the pumpkin spice cold brew or whatever you're loving, whatever your flavor is, is, you know, find out how many pumps are in that. I think a grande is an average of three to four pumps. I think a tall, maybe two pumps. Bring it down to one pump. Like if you do a venti, maybe it's just a one pump pumpkin spice latte venti. That'll have a significantly less blood sugar response. Will it still most likely spike your blood sugar? Yeah, probably. But it won't, maybe what would have normally been a 160 milligrams per deciliter is now just a 130 milligrams per deciliter. That's a 30 point decline, right? And just move your way towards getting to that place of not adding any pumps of sugar at all. And then just note that, you know, there's other creamers at the grocery store that are unsweetened that would probably work that you maybe bring with you to Starbucks. I mean, there's a lot of different ways that you can kind of navigate this. But at the end of the day, your safest bet is going to be an almond milk cappuccino or an almond milk Americano or maybe just a straight coffee or the, the iced teas without any added sugar. So if this was helpful today, which I hope it was, definitely subscribe to the show. And if there's someone in your life that you think needs to hear this, share it with them. Send a text message, let them know about it. Now, I know there's a, probably a bestie out there that's drinking mocha frappuccinos like there's no tomorrow with chocolate chips and everything. And you know, help them out, let them know. I think every single day we're making choices towards improving our metabolic health or declining our metabolic health. And the, the way that we can make these choices, like even if it's just you change what you order at Starbucks, can make a huge dent in your overall metabolic health. And that's why I'm having this conversation with you today. You know, for many, many years now, I have only been ordering Americanos, green iced teas, or the passion iced teas without sugar, or even, you know, an almond milk cappuccino. That has been my order for almost 10 plus years. And I love those orders. They work for me because I've been doing it for so long. And so just note that you can get to that place where you can go to a Starbucks, you can go to a coffee shop and really enjoy your coffee and, and know that it's not causing a big metabolic disaster on the other side or spiking your blood sugar to the point where you just feel like you're on a blood sugar high, right? So that's why I'm sharing this today. I hope it's helpful, especially we start to navigate the fall and holiday season because I know Starbucks becomes a really special place for a lot of people and a lot of families as holiday treats to the airport, visiting grandparents. You know, it's a part of our tradition too. It's a part of my husband's family's tradition. So again, I want to help you have a good time and create those family memories and experiences without messing with your blood sugar. Until the next episode, have an amazing day.